0: Okay, we ready?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. I
2: think you
3: just took a drag off a cigarette. Yeah, that was.
0: Okay, Grandpa.
3: Back to reality.
2: Welcome to the Arca Speak podcast. I'm Evan Troxel. Each episode, Neil Pan, Cormac Phelan, and I have a casual conversation about all things architecture, and we invite you to listen in as we talk about everything in the profession, both the good and the bad. Maybe you're considering a career in architecture, you're still in school, or you've been around the blocks of Corbusier's City of Tomorrow more times than you'd like to admit. Join us in the studio as we stand around the water cooler and talk about why we love our chosen profession. It's time for some ArcaSpeak. I
1: I you...
0: Welcome to episode 63 of the ArcaSpeak podcast. I'm Neil Pan. I'm Evan Troxell. And I'm Cormac Phelan. And this episode is brought to you by Arccat and also Architect Exam Prep. We'll talk more about each of those later in the show but first off we wanted to do a little get back to reality uh, in this episode and, and Cormac you had some thoughts on this
3: yeah I mean everybody knows hopefully if they've listened to the last uh three episodes that we were down in Atlanta at the uh, AIA convention where we were uh as um I was saying Neil was uh shaking babies and kissing hands <laughs> uh, <laughs> where we were getting our uh our our social media slash uh in person kind of groove on meeting people uh learning a little bit more about um the profession and what's going on in in everybody else's worlds and stuff like that which was great but as everybody knows just like when we go on vacation here we are i mean by no means did either one of you guys maybe um did i think that this was even remotely a vacation ask other than you know the the good food and stuff and uh you, you come back and you have tons of work to do evan i know you were swamped We've, we were talking about how swamped you were but i mean emails submittals rfis i mean all of these things that were just building up that you know you kind of hoped that some of your team members might have uh picked up a little bit of slack on yeah no yeah um so uh, I feel like the last two weeks have just
2: been a whirlwind and and it it was like coming back from a vacation. And I, I did feel like Atlanta was a little bit of a vacation, at least from well, yeah. the day to day stuff. And I had a, a ton of fun, too. And I think that you're totally right on, though. It was you get back and it was like you just slam into the work like a like a brick wall. And, and th- there's just a ton of stuff to do. And I even, Neil, I, you were saying that you're just trying to catch up all the yeah, time. Yeah, you just, just feel like you're just trying to catch up.
0: Yeah, it's really hard when, uh, I mean, Evan, or I should say, Cormac, you, you have team members that you were hoping would help you out, and it doesn't sound like they did. Uh, as a sole well, practitioner, maybe. I don't have any team members to help me out. So uh, I had to kind of not really make excuses, but... Uh, there's no
2: team, I in team.
0: There's yeah. no I in team. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: But there is a me.
0: <laughs> Only me. And, and apparently me yeah. had to
3: do a lot of work. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Exactly. It, it's, uh, I, I prepared m- most of my clients, I let them all know that, uh, that I would be away at a conference. And for, for the most part, everybody was okay with that idea, but then, you know, that they're not okay with their deadlines slipping. And so when you get back, it's like, like you said, you slam into the work and fortunately there is work to do. So that's good. Uh, but just, just scrambling. It seems like I've been, uh, uh, just jumping from one fire to the next uh, each day. And then, um, and then of course, fortunately, the calls keep coming in. So uh, it's like, okay, well, I got to get this done, but uh, I got to reply to this person or I have to go. I mean, I'm, I literally went and met a client on uh, Memorial Day. Because it was like, well, okay, I I can get this out of the way. And when everybody's off today, um, they were off so I could meet with them. And I could do that instead of meeting them after after hours, basically. So it was kind of an option. I don't like to do that,
2: but that's what you have to do sometimes. So, how did you, you said that you let them know you're going to conference? So, look, walk walk us through like because I didn't have to do that. I mean, the type of work that I do, we ha, we have large teams, we have lots of people that someone could get a hold of if they need to, and obviously, we were all still available via email and stuff and phone. But what what did you do to kind of proactively set an expectation that you weren't going to be there working on drawings every day?
0: Well. I had kind of a double whammy. The week before, I chaperoned my son's fourth grade class to, on a field trip for three days, and we were out of town. And, and actually, on that trip, I we were up in the mountains, and there there was no cell reception at all. So, um, prior to that, I. You know, spoke to each of my clients and just let them know that I had this trip to take. And unfortunately, when you start off with uh, "I'm chaperoning my son's," you know, class uh, is always a good one because most of my clients all have kids. Some of them even have kids about the same age as mine, and uh, some have actually even taken this same trip before. So you did. You didn't leave so. with. I'm going to be. Uh- Sampling
2: the barbecue and drinking the finest wines in Atlanta. <laughs> Absolutely not. No, see, you got to
0: butter them up with the, you know, the the family thing first, and mm. then you follow up with, uh, and then the next week I have this conference and, you know, it's kind of bad timing that it's the same, you know, the week right after. And uh, so, I mean, there's no good way to do it, uh, but you set the expectation that you will be out of town. Um, I did actually, while we were gone, receive uh, at least Two different clients that had called me or emailed me. And actually the night we were outside or we were at Freddy's, um, I snuck out to the to the to the outside and into the into the car and actually uh, phoned a a couple of potential clients back just to let them know I was out of town. And that I would be back in a few days and and I'd get back to him. So most people, because they go to conferences themselves or, you know, if they work for larger companies or have other types of events that they do for the most part, everybody was pretty much understanding, Hey, he's out of town. You know, it's not a whole lot I can do. Um, uh, but you know, when you get back, uh, it's kind of like, um, okay, so when is that going to get done? And that's when the, um, that's when the real juggling began because I had a plan check comment that literally came in the day before we left. And I had to tell my client, um, I'm leaving tonight and uh, I will not be back for almost a week. <laughs> so that, that didn't go over well. I did try and do some of it on the plane, but uh, at some point in time, there's just, there's just no way to actually get the red lines done and, and yeah. pick up the comments and, try and do it on the plane. It just doesn't work.
2: I got some of it done, but you don't uh, have the the layout space and coach.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> <Your drawings>. no, <laughs> no. And in fact, in fact, I, uh, my title block got moved off like a hundred and some odd feet out, like a <laughs> 350 some odd degrees out into space because it, it disappeared on me. And I'm like, Oh, what did I do? Well, I'll look at this later. So I never looked at it later till we got back. And then I had to zoom way out. And I'm like, what the hell is it doing way out there? So something, you know, you're messing around with the trackpad on the plane and it's bumping around and boop, something got moved. So uh, those are the adventures you have. And But the, the real juggling happened when I got back. It was like, okay, a day on this. Okay, a day to catch up and do Something on this so I can get that out. Then the next day, you're catching up on this project, and in the meantime, the client's calling on you know Tuesday, hey, are you gonna get that stuff out today? It's like, oh crap, uh, yeah, I'll get it out. I'll start at nine tonight and finish at 3 a.m., and uh, and I'll have it before nine o'clock the next morning. And I literally had to do that, so well, you know, that's
3: kind of the, the that's pains you of you, yeah, well, that's kind of the pains of you having to, you know, you're the only point of contact. There's not like, you know, a team or anything like that that Evan and I have to work with where we're like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to be out of town, you know, go talk to this guy or this guy. No, you actually have, you're the only point. So when something's not happening, the clients are like, okay, you know, when's Neil coming back? Hurry up. You know, I want to do this. I want to do that. So you've got also, we've talked about this so many times that we know that a lot of your projects have greatly shortened deadlines and, and milestones and things like that in comparison to, like, say, a year long project that we've oh, got. Yeah, my so my projects only kind of take managed... weeks,
0: weeks, or or you know, right. two months. Right,
3: that's a project. Right, so for me. you, so so a week lost for you is huge. Absolutely. Yeah. Whereas for us, a week loss is, you know, we really can make just it a up week. in a later phase. Yeah, I mean, you can. You can make it up with a couple hours here, a couple hours there over the span of, like, say, another couple of weeks, and you're back on track, not a big deal. Whereas you're, like, really kind of cranking it out. And, And a lot of the people that we were hanging out with down there are in the same boat you are, where they're sole practitioners or, you know, much smaller projects. So they've got shorter turnarounds and probably are in the same boat as you are that they, you know, were coming back to just, like, complete and utter havoc.
0: I wanted to mention something else, though. That we oftentimes don't think about is that we we're talking about our current projects, right? Everything. Oh, okay. I got to get back to this. Oh, all of that. The problem really is, is that when all these new calls are coming in, and somebody goes, "Hey, I need you to jump on this right away," and you're like, "Okay, well, I just lost in my case almost two weeks. So in those two weeks, I could have actually had been two weeks ahead." or virtually completed on a couple of projects and been able to take on something new. And now I'm like, okay, well I can't bill for this work for two weeks. I've lost my, I'm two weeks behind on billing. Well, it's the end of the month. I don't have money to pay the rent now. So, you know, because I could have been two weeks ahead. I could have already billed for, for work that I didn't get done. So it puts people like, The sole practitioners to attend a conference like this or to take that week off, and I know we're going to talk a little bit about summer vacations later, um, to take that time off, A, you don't get paid for it, and B, you put yourself in a bind because now you're not only that much behind on other projects, you're behind then on billing for those projects, and you can't take on new work.
2: Well, I think this foreshadows a future conversation about the virtual office.
0: Yes. Right, right.
2: And, And working smarter and not harder, so... Because, yeah, yeah the catch-up is is difficult to impossible. I, f- I find, like, I was I was working my tail off before I left. I mean, on the, pro- the main project I'm working on, we had a big presentation to do right when I was gone for Atlanta. And so there was a bunch of production that had to happen to get to that point, a lot of design and a lot of just figuring things out, wrapping our heads around the project to be able to present it in a few different ways and, and kind of create some options, if you will. But once that happened, I was able to kind of once we we got done what we needed to get done, I was able to completely shift gears. And I, I tend to compartmentalize things. So when I go on vacation, I, I really don't think about work. And then when I come back, I kind of have these two different scenarios that happen depending on the project. There's some projects where I have to refamiliarize myself with it, because I completely let go. And then there's other ones where I pick it right back up, like nothing ever happened. And it's weird how different those things can be. So there's maybe I've got three or four projects going on and there's like the one, the priority one that I never let go of. But the other ones, man, I've just, it's like so hard to get back into them because I kind of forgot what I was doing. Does that happen to you guys?
0: No, it does. I mean, part of the challenge is coming back was, OK, all right, what are It's like being uh, it's actually almost doubly worse. First off, you got to come back and get back into the groove of doing something again um, and not sleeping in or staying up late and having great food and enjoying the company of great colleagues and friends. But it's back to the, back to the grindstone reality, taking the kids to school, picking them up, doing homework, all of that stuff. But on, on top of Uh, everything,
3: transmission go out on you. Oops,
0: sorry. Go ahead, Cormac. Do you want (laughs) to?
2: That's reality right there. <laughs> that's reality. That's
3: reality. Give us the ultimate picture of reality. So my reality was, is here I am taking uh, the car that's got more fuel-efficient car and all that other stuff down to Atlanta, drove you guys around, kind of uh, dubbed it the clown car because we were trying to fit as many um, <laughs> uh, grown adults into the back seat as possible so they didn't have to like call Uber or uh, call a cab or something like that. So um, my wife... Not a problem driving the kids around. She she said that she'd kind of noticed the uh, transmission slipping a little bit. And then when I get back, sure enough, I drive the truck the very first day I get back. And uh, it drove fine to work, which is funny. uh, Apparently, it was General Motors' sick little joke of, yeah, I'll get you to work. I'm just not getting you back. I'm going to leave you there. (laughs) Exactly. So, you know, it was the first night of of getting back. And uh, so I worked late because I was trying to do that whole. I mentioned a couple of episodes ago about writing everything down of my little task list of each day and then trying to check off whatever I can get done. And then it always seems to grow and it never shortens. And sure enough, it was one of those days where that happened. And so nine o'clock rolls around. I'm like, all right, fine. I got to cut this loose. I got to go home. And as I'm going home, get in the car, or get in the truck, and it just, it won't shift out of first. Sure enough, when they uh, they started to dissect the thing, you know, they checked the fluid first, and there was, of course, uh, clutch, par- or clutch bits in the uh, fluid. So, that's never good when there's, like, nope. metal and carbon fiber junk all in the uh, transmission fluid. So back to reality but
0: Evan you were talking
3: uh before
0: we kind of sidetracked on to uh to uh gm and and the uh, Evan or Cormac's problems but with his, his car it. yeah let's let's it, <laughs> moving uh, on yeah moving on to so try and be being productive and one of the challenges um, after you know coming back to reality I mentioned before about having to move from project to project so I may be putting out fire on one day on one project and a fire on another day, or sometimes morning to afternoon. And it's really tough to be productive when you're having to bounce around so much. I I find that to be a a huge challenge, right? Because you've got to take care of these fires and you've got to be bouncing around and you still have all the other responsibilities.
2: Yeah. I I read an article recently. I thought it was really well thought out and it was just kind of posing the problem in a different way where it was talking about your calendar and how every meeting on a calendar is actually scheduling time away from your productivity. A a calendar keeps track of distractions. And I thought that was interesting because if you look on your calendar, you're not scheduling time to work on a project. You're scheduling time away from the project. And that's totally what you're, you're talking about. When you're talking about putting out fires, you're constantly in reaction mode and you're not in proactive mode about how you're going to get things done it, it you're you're at the disadvantage of not being able to plan out how you're going to get it done you're just constantly jumping from thing to thing putting out all of those fires um, and and you never feel like you get a leg up when you're in that working in the mode at least i don't
3: i mean i guess in my position though i don't necessarily agree with it only because the the fires are part of the project process
2: yeah it's totally different for me i feel like especially when you're in the creative part where i i feel like i can't actually get work done unless i can spend a block a chunk of time on a project and when someone's walking up to your desk or calling you any one of those things keeps you from it distracts you it gets you out of the flow you know and really i think that state of flow for me is key to feeling like i got a lot done that day i completely
0: I, I have two two stances on this one. One, I completely agree with you. When my calendar is free, I'm not going to volunteer in my kids' class. I don't have anything else going on. My day is just completely open. Um, I can really today is a good example. I could give, really get into a groove, spend all day, and I was extremely productive. I didn't leave the office right because I didn't have any of these scheduled breaks, like you said, Evan, in your calendar. But the other side of that is sometimes, actually, when I look at a week, the week ahead, sometimes, or just even for the the second half of a week uh, ahead, and I know I've got to get work done on certain projects, I'll block out the time in my calendar. So I will actually use it proactively to go in and say, "Okay, for this afternoon, I have to work on this. You know, the following day, all day has to be done on this. And then I have to do this. Uh, And so. I, I've done both. I, I can definitely see your point of view where you have to have those blocks of times and, and all the interruptions that you're scheduling into your calendar. But then also sometimes I'll use it to try and be proactive and say, Hey, these days I have to work on this in order to get something accomplished.
2: Well Cormac, it sounds like you you operate differently. You're you're I see what you're talking about, especially when you're managing multiple projects. Right. It's almost like you don't know what to do if you don't have a meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: it's it's not that it's just, you know, I mean they're just an integral part of I mean, you know. I mean they're just an integral part of the process whether it be a coordination meeting or an on-site construction progress meeting or things like that. And those to me are just part of the phase of the project where and and I don't know how your role is throughout the course of it after it leaves design whether or not you're with integrate into production or anything else like later on. But mine literally is the whole cradle to grave where I've got to see everything all the way through and every project demands all of those distractions. And, and you're right. I mean, there are a lot of times when I'm trying to juggle one project and something from another project has to happen and stuff like that. But honestly, I've, I've gotten to the point in my, you know, career and mindset and everything else that everything's just part of the flow and all of the actual work portion has to just kind of like weave in and out of those other distractions that are just part of the course
2: let's do a sponsor break here let's talk about our who is a continued sponsor of the arcus peak podcast and again we thank the RCAT team and family so much for sponsoring the show and so let's talk a little bit about what RCAT has to offer to you, the architectural professional. Would you like somebody to draw CAD details for you? Create BIM objects for you? Write specifications for you? Would you like someone to do it for free? That's exactly what RCAT does. They've already done all of this. And if you search the RCAT libraries for these products and more, free of charge, and no registration required to download content... You can do that at rcat.com where they have created a website that is devoted to you, the building professional, to find building product information fast and hassle-free. You can do that at rcat.com. And we, we talked about this when we were doing our AIA convention shows. We went and spent some time at the RCAT booth. We got to see some really cool things that they're working on. And we got to meet them. And I just wanted to kind of put this out there again. I had done this a a few weeks ago when they were sponsoring the show. I said, give up Google for a week and just use the RCAT search page when you're looking for building products and just see how it does for you. I feel like there's so many missed opportunities when you are looking at Google. First of all, most of the search results are just paid sponsors right at the top. RCAT is a lot more agnostic than that. And so they're going to give you exactly what you're searching for. And so I just challenge you to give it a try and see if that works for you. So check out arcat.com, And uh, thanks again to Arcat for sponsoring the Arcuspeak podcast. All right, so let's jump back into it here. Is it important? Why is it important? How important is it to get a break away from your work? And I know, Cormac, this doesn't apply to you because you take work with you.
3: Well, no. It, I mean, it is definitely important. In fact, actually, I, I was very, I made a huge effort to not check emails, not look at work. You did whilst. bring a set of drawings, but I don't think you did anything with it. And, and what did they do? They they sat <laughs> they on sat the there. table and I never looked at them. Until you were driving home, right? Until, yeah. Yeah. I had I on the road to keep myself awake.
1: Uh, <laughs>
2: So I I think though that you know like I was saying I look forward to having these little breaks because they not only take my mind off of there there's definitely a sense to me of what would work doing what we do where we get so deep into it that we kind of get these blinders on and I feel like these these trips give me a way to come back with perhaps a, a fresh perspective you know that a lot of times, when you're working in an office or or if you're working on a project, you need somebody else to you you you, you just push your chair back and say, "I need you to come look at this. Yeah. Tell me what I'm what what I'm not seeing. I I'm too focused on this. I need your fresh perspective. I feel like we can do that ourselves when we get these little getaways.
3: Yeah, but one of the things that was great about the convention itself and kind of getting away to the convention. Rather than getting away from the profession, it was actually, I was invigorated by what I saw and experienced when we visited other firms, we talked to other people, and you 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 just saw all of the good work and all of the good things that people are doing out there. And it kind of just recharges you with, I guess, fresh hope for the profession. Because a lot of times we can kind of get down on the profession and what's going on and uh and, and i think seeing people in action and visiting places like the praxis 3 uh that we went and we visited and you know looked at all of the good work and just the way that they functioned as an office and you're like yeah i would love to implement this or that stuff like that and, and and i i came back more invigorated by how i could maybe affect change.
2: I felt like I came back with a a similar kind of reinvigoration. And for me, it was really the, the people I felt like there were so many people there, the majority of the people at the convention who were just passionate about the profession and the field uh, and and just passionate about architecture. I mean, these were really great people. And I mean, even just getting to spend time with you guys in person for the first time ever, um it was i i felt really good about where things are and how many people are aware of the problems they're not in denial of the problems right. with the, with the profession and how many people are stepping up to do something about it i mean there's oh, yeah. there was even in the groups that we were hanging out with at at the barbecue place and i mean there's there's Mark Lepage there's Rosa Shang there's the Architect Sessions people, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. There are so many people, Jeff Stafford with Big Time Small Firm. There were so many just sole practitioners there who, the firms we visited, there so many people who were really passionate about architecture. It just really showed. And to me, like when I came back, I, I felt that that presence to just... Kind of take that energy and, and put it right back into my work. And I, I, it, it was a great feeling.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of times, and you were talking about putting the blinders on and just kind of like chugging away and all that other stuff. And, and a lot of times, you know, when we're working on projects and deadlines and stuff, you know, the office kind of is really quiet and they're just kind of getting to that next deadline. And, um, a lot of times what suffers is the discourse of architecture, that good conversation that, you know, kind of
2: the deeper conversation. Yeah,
3: exactly. You know, kind of remind you why you, why you're doing this and all that other stuff. And to go down there and have those conversations with with everybody that you named off and more right there are um, are a lot more yeah. you know it was it was it was fantastic to see that no you aren't alone no you are a geek for architecture just like everybody else and they're just as geeked about it as you are and and yes everybody kind of has this little oh look at that detail you know kind of thing and it was it you're right it was it was great to kind of get recharged by seeing equal if not greater passion for the profession than yourself. And it was, I, yeah, that's what that's what I really kind of took away from that whole thing. And really, yeah, w- we've said that, you know, it may not have really been a, a, a vacation per se, but it really was a vacation because it was kind of like the, the ARCA nerd vacation. <laughs>
2: yeah. So... How are you guys planning on recharging your batteries this this summer? Since summer seems to be the, the typical time when when people do that. Neil, what are you got What are you up to this summer? Well, our uh, our summer plans got pushed around a little bit. Uh, my
0: daughter uh, tried out for a play her first her first play and uh, won a part. And so, um, awesome. Yeah, it's 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 really kind of exciting. She starts rehearsals. Actually, I think she already did one or two. Um, it's a smaller part. She's part of a a group of kids in in a the, the King and I. Actually, a local performance. So um, so we actually had to push off a, a lot of our stuff until uh, like middle of August, uh, just before they go back to school. Actually, because she's in the play, which is uh, performing in July, I believe. So uh, so we, so actually. It's kind of nice. Uh, we had these breaks here in, in May and now I'll kind of be around for the next couple of months. And so hopefully that'll give me a chance to to catch up on some things. But uh, but we'll be taking a little break and kind of making an annual trip uh, to uh, Canada on the East Coast uh, outside of Ottawa uh, later this summer. So. Uh, that, that's what we'll be doing for a break. We can, we
2: can look forward to your your daily sunrise and sunset Instagrams.
0: <laughs> that's true. Yes, fortunately Out over we, the lake. Except for we this time have, it
3: will be with his watch yes. in the picture. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we almost made it through an episode without a watch comment. <laughs> almost.
3: Of course not. <laughs>
0: uh, that's that's what I'll be doing. So I'm kind of looking forward to being around. Maybe why some other people are uh, going to be gone, but uh, I. as as regular listeners may may know, um, I, I I designed the house right next door to me and they're demoing parts of it. Now they're digging out concrete that like the last several days, they've been jackhammering. So, um, I'll be uh, paying attention and, and, um, watching this house next door to me i'm not sure if it's good or bad to have the contractor you know just literally like 50 feet from my front door to ask a question at any time but (laughs) uh, it ought to be an interesting process this summer to to go
2: through that cool yeah i think that'd be great if you uh maybe at the end of the show you can plug your uh your instagram account so people could maybe follow along if you're going to be
3: posting pictures and stuff for that
0: sure yeah no it definitely will
2: so, Cormac, where are you headed?
3: Um, this is going to be an interesting summer because there's our typical uh, heading to northern Michigan for week-long camping. And then Rogers City, the Nautical Festival, and all of the fun things that we do because we get together with my wife's family and grandparents and aunts and uncles and cousins and everything else. And, you know, it's a good family vacation with you know, all of our extended family and stuff. And, you know, we camp on like a 14 acres of property and, and it's, it's just a really good time. And, and everybody has, you know, my daughter can't remember a time that she hasn't done it. So she's, she's she's always looking forward to that.
2: So it's your family tradition kind of a thing. It's our family tradition. Sounds like
3: both you guys have that
2: well we're we every every summer we try to get out and do some big adventure for the family, and so I feel like that's really important, especially when the kids are young uh, yes, it is, and so this summer we're throwing everybody into the car and we're gonna go to we're gonna drive to Colorado and so we're gonna hit a bunch of stuff on the way and on the way back, you know all the national parks and um we we did this last year when we went to Yellowstone too. Um, but this year, we're going to travel a little lighter, and we're not going to pull a trailer with us, and we're going to stay in hotels. That was the mandate from Ooh. from my wife. So I booked a bunch of hotel rooms. We're going to be staying in Colorado for a week and taking a few days to get there and a few days to get back. So I, I think it's going to be awesome. And really, what we're trying not to do is plan what we're going to be doing along the way, and we're just going to let it happen. So we're going to be kind of intentional about not planning anything and just trying to relax and trying to make it a vacation and not a trip because I think those things are right. very different. Um, a lot yeah. of we are very trip oriented. we when we go somewhere we most likely don't plan on going back because there's so many places we want to go. and so we don't go to the same place year after year because there there's just so many things we want to see. and so usually we're like on the run trying to do everything, see everything that we can. Um, and so this summer we're we're really trying not to do that. So I'm kind of looking forward to that.
1: And I, uh-huh. similar
2: to you, Neil, I, my kids are starting a a theater program in the summer. They start June 22nd. They get out July 26th. They have three performances, and then the next day we're gone. And it's like <laughs> scheduling all that. It, I totally feel like a project manager because just figuring uh-huh. everything out and the the sequence in which things need to happen so that we can actually get out the door on a certain day and get to this certain destination by the time and have the room and, I, and so that that can be as smooth as possible. I've taken a lot of time to figure all that stuff out. And so for all those people who are out there in school who don't have families yet, um, there's just so much to do. I mean, there is your work and then there is all of the time that you're not at work that is just as much of a, a time suck and a planning and there's just so much other stuff that goes into creating. I mean, I I want my kids to grow up. I don't want to make it a religion. I don't want my kids to be a religion for me, but I, but I want to raise great citizens. And so this is kind of our, our way of trying to do that every summer is to get out and have this experience and not, not by things, but by, you know, pay for experiences so that because these are the things that I remember when I was growing up, and I want my kids to remember this. You know, remember that time we went to Colorado when we went to Mesa Verde and we went in the cliff houses and climbed those 60-foot wooden ladders? Uh-huh. Like, that's the kind of thing where, like, that is a is an experience that hopefully they'll hang on to forever. And so that's the kind of thing that we're trying to create. Have you uh, taken them to Chaco Canyon and things we're like that? We're not things? doing Chaco Canyon. My wife and I did that. I've been there a couple times now, and yeah. it's it's amazing. Um, uh, but it, it is it's a little out there. So,
3: Oh yeah. Yeah.
2: We're, we're trying to minimize drive time and maximize relaxation and hang out time together. I mean, my kids travel really well in a car and I think we probably will get out there. Um, but we're not going to be that far South this time. We're going to, we're kind of get out to Flagstaff and then cut North instead of continuing out towards, uh, Albuquerque and, you know, Chaco Canyon, stuff like that. Right. Right. We did that a few years ago. It was amazing. Amazing trip.
3: Well, what we part of our unplanned part. I mean, we always have the family plan part, but like we did last year, um, is we take a few extra days, usually three, four, five, whatever. Like last year, what we did was we ended up driving um, instead of going up into northern Michigan and then kind of heading back down through Detroit and then back on to D.C. We went up through the Upper Peninsula into Wisconsin down and saw a couple of things, hung out in Chicago for a while because everybody's been bugging me to go see Chicago. And of course you can't really twist my arm to, you know, say, oh yeah, let me go to one of my favorite cities. I mean, it was a complete new adventure. We typically do, and I'm sure you guys do the same thing, but, uh, what we typically do is we do a lot of day tripping and stuff where we just jump in the car and we say, pick a direction. That's
2: what we're going to do. Yeah.
3: The great thing about us is, you know, we, we literally have like all the cardinal directions, we can take a, a drive and end up somewhere. And of course, some of it's going to end up with, is it going to be historical? Sure it is. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they'll look back on it and they'll say, especially like say when they're in college and they're learning about American history and they're like, talk about the uh, battles at Antietam and they're like, oh yeah, we've been to Antietam we've like been there. Yeah. 10, 15 times. I yeah. saw a Bloody lane, you know? oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they um, you they will uh they will have that appreciation for sure, yeah, yeah, so and that's what we're really hoping for is just like what you said, you know, I mean we're all parents are really trying to raise better citizens citizens and stuff like that, but I also want them to kind of like intertwine some of their their American history and just places that right now we literally can touch. Can walk down. We can walk through Mount Vernon and have their have them run their hands around across the banister where George Washington did okay. stuff like that. Oh, so. very cool! So get them out there.
2: Well,
0: we should also mention our second sponsor for this episode: Architect Exam Prep. And for those of you that are not licensed, Architect Exam Prep provides an affordable set of study tools to help you conquer the AREs. These study guides are proven to get you passing the exams. And how do we know that? Our listeners have told us. Help yourself pass the ARE by visiting our Pass the Architect Registration Exam page at archaspeakpodcast.com slash ARE. And use that link that is provided to purchase your study guides. And make sure you use the link at at slash ARE. So Archaspeak receives credit for the, your purchase. And we want to thank Architect Exam Prep for sponsoring this episode of ArchiSpeak.
2: Yeah, and one of the things that they just released, I think uh, last week, is they now have a bundle for all of the exams. So previously you had to buy each exam individually, and now there's like a big bundle discount. So go to the link at, at our website and click on that, and it'll take you to their website, and you'll see that bundle and if you haven't started taking any of the exams yet, that is a great way to do it because it, there is quite a bit of savings there. So de- definitely check that out. That's the way I bought all my study guides back in the day. Yeah, and uh, there's actually another them all interesting, all at once. interesting thing going on with. Uh, have you guys heard about the guy who's doing the uh, seven tests in seven days? I, isn't that's coming up pretty soon? Uh, I think he already started. Did he start? Yeah, that's yeah. It's, uh, that's that's pretty. How about nine exams in four days? Yeah, you just keep going back to how All it used to right, be yeah, and you yeah, can be I king will. of the 90s. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right, well, hey, back to reality. Okay, here. so so um, I
2: have a I have a question here or something to bring up I think that that might be interesting thing to, to talk about a little bit because working for a corporation, I get paid time off, right? And I'm completely maxed out because I haven't taken much time off. I took a day to go to the AIA convention. But other than that, I have this bank of hours. And so that's much different than what you experience, right, Neil? Can I borrow it? (laughs) Yeah. 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 Actually, we we can donate them to other people within the company, which is kind of cool. But, um, you know, like I get an email that says, you need to go on vacation because you're about to not accrue any more PTO. Which is I, I think that okay, that's an interesting email to get because not only do I can I I need to take a vacation, I really do. Thanks for the reminder. But but they're also saying you need to do it right now. <laughs> you need to use some of this up. Um but, nice. but at the same time that's it that is at odds with the daily schedule, right? Because we all know that there's never a good time to take a vacation.
3: Now right. do they consider PTO the same thing as your vacation time? It's vacation or sick. There's no
2: there's no difference. Uh, okay. So you, you if you need time off, you take time off. And you don't have to say what it's for. You, okay. Because it's it's personal time off. It's personal. You don't have to there nobody gets to ask you what it's for. So I, I, I like that, but I also think um, you know, depending on how long you've been at the company Um, you get different amounts and you accrue it. So you accrue it at different rates and stuff, but I'm constantly maxing out. Uh, same thing happened last year. So between Yellowstone and my Colorado trip this year, I've, I've re I've hit the upper limits again because I never use it all. So, so I've got, you know, five or six weeks worth of vacation saved up or whatever you want to call it personal time off. But, but I never get the time to take all that, man, that would be amazing, right? To take six weeks off. And actually somebody, there's a project architect in our studio, just did that. <laughs> she she went she went traveling, she stayed at home, but she took six weeks off because wow. she's not going to use it nice. otherwise, right? And so, I mean, that doesn't get to happen very often, but um, I, it doesn't happen to me. So I'm taking a couple weeks off when I go on my trip, but... I just wanted to kind of compare and contrast the different situations that are out there for people, because Neil, working for yourself, like you said, when you went to Atlanta, you send an email out that says, I'm going to be gone and nothing's going to happen while I'm gone. And not only that, but you're not getting paid while you're gone, right?
0: Nope. Yep. I don't, I get as much time off as I want. I just never get paid for any of it. Well, and I don't, I don't want to paint a picture that in contrast to that, I can work as much as I want. Right. I may not get paid for that either.
2: Well, I don't want to paint a picture that one's better than the other because I definitely, I just think they're different. And I, I think that there are a lot of freedoms that come with running your own shop, right? I mean, you Absolutely. get, you get yeah. to go to your son's school and you, you get to go to your daughter's class and you get to go do the camp out with your son for camp. And I don't get yeah, to I, do any of that, right? I
0: don't have to ask for, for permission. Right, uh, you know, from a boss yeah, or very, a supervisor very, or yeah. anybody to uh, to do anything like that. <laughs> if if we need, if I need to do that, I just need to make sure that the, the time is scheduled. Um, and and oftentimes when I meet with my clients, um, even a, a, the first time meeting them, uh, it's oftentimes in their own house. So if they have kids, there's kids there, and um, you know, I'm I, I'm a pretty friendly person. So we'll, we'll we'll talk stories about kids and everything. So they know I have kids and oftentimes they're of of similar, sometimes similar age. And, um, and so they understand, Hey, uh, you know, kids doing this and I'm not available. You know, my kids in Scub Scouts on Tuesday nights. Um, yeah, I'm not available. So people just understand. And uh, I find it great when my clients have kids because, um, they understand when things
2: happen. Well, I I also think though that you you it's probably easy to fall into the trap of never going on vacation.
0: Um, well, you know what? That's also true because uh, at least over the last few years, when work um, has been more sporadic and and not um, you know pedal to the metal, uh, got to get stuff done every week. Um, when now my wife she 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 works and. So she needs her vacation. She, she gets that time off. And so when we've taken these vacations, to them and the family, it's a vacation. And it's definitely time off.
2: Well, and you get pressure from her, right? So if you were, if you were just completely on your own, you were single... I would think, e- again, even easier to fall into the trap of perhaps not taking any vacation oh, at all, yeah. right? just was, working all the
0: time. Yeah, absolutely. If I was single, I'd never go anywhere, right? Because <laughs> I, I would be always be doing something, right? And, and, but... Um, well, for instance, we just uh, passed the Memorial Day holiday here in the United States. And so, OK, so everybody was off. Kids were home. She was home. Everybody's like, wow, OK, we got three days off. Actually, the kids ended up having four days off because they got Friday off as well. And to me, it was like, OK, yeah, it's Monday, right? It's it's not a day off. It's Monday. I just have to and I tried to do some work and got a little bit done. But, uh, you know, it's tough when everybody's home. It's easier when everybody leaves. So, uh, But there definitely is a different mentality when uh, the family goes on a vacation. To me, it doesn't feel that way. Now, this year may be a little bit different because um, I've been much busier. And, and so it, it, when we do take that break in August, it, it may feel more like a vacation because I'll be really working the next two months quite a bit. So uh, I think it'll be, it'll be an interesting change for me.
2: So, Cormac, is there anything different? between mine and Neil's that happens for you?
3: Um, Not really. I mean, honestly, it's more just the struggle of finding time. I mean, I know that we do, uh, we try to take time off during the summer, but you know as well as I do, Evan, that what is the worst time, especially, you know, on the project management side of things. Depending on the project, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all of my projects are you know, slated to be open or a portion of them to be open or they're starting design and construct, you know, or starting construction all during the summer. So that's usually the worst time to take any vacation because here we are trying to get schools open for the coming school year. And, uh, you know, we're just always on, always working. And um, I've got another one that should be starting Right around the time when I want to take the family vacation, we're going to be probably more than 75% through the push of the final phases of this project, trying to get it open by mid-August. So taking taking a vacation the end of July, 1st of August, which is what we're hoping on doing, is the worst time and then we've got another one where we're in the middle of doing a a school that's phased and we just started it but we're trying to get the temporary offices relocated and everything else and get them up and running and make sure everything's running smooth before we open up the new school year and so you know there's just it it honestly you know you were saying that there's never really a good time to take the most essential uh, thing and that's the break the deep breath. Yeah, it just seems to never be the right time.
2: Yeah, we just had a groundbreaking for a new school today, and so it's it's pedaled to the metal for a, a year now, right? A, a little more than a year, sixteen months before. And the school, you know, it's going to finish, and then next week it's going to open. Wow! So it's just it's just got to crank out. And then the the other project that I'm working on, we're in schematic design, so it it is easier to take a a break right now. But uh, in I'll be working on that project for a year. So it's, and I'll be working on it a hundred percent for a year. I mean, that, that is the project I'm working on for the most part. So in a year from now, it's going to be a lot harder to, to go on, on a vacation. Most likely it, it really depends on, on the, the job market, what, what the projects you're working on, what their schedules are, when they need to be open, especially working in public work where, and, and schools where they're on that yearly schedule of, of kids getting into a classroom. Um and teachers right. having to get in a, f- a couple of weeks before that, um, to get set up and and there's no there's no leniency there. I mean, it's just it's just it's got to happen. So, so
0: I want to ask our listeners, what are your vacation plans? What are you guys doing this summer? Let us know. Either uh, you know, give us a call on the Arcspeak podcast phone line at four one five. Four eight four eight four nine six, and let us know or hit us on our individual Twitter account or the ArcSpeak Twitter account, which you can find links for all of that over at arcspeakpodcast.com.
2: Hey, we have to d- give a shout out to our two voicemails that we did get. That's where I was going next. After the convention, That's, that was cool.
0: Yeah, so Jess Stafford and uh, actually I think he called while we were there and then...
2: Well, we were still there. I think he yeah. left. He was driving home and yeah. he... <laughs> I think he was trying to stay awake, so he called the ArcSpeak helpline to leave a yep. message.
0: Yep, and uh, and Donna Sink, actually, she called and left us a great message as well.
2: Yeah, thank you guys. That was that was really nice, and we love hearing all of our, our listeners' voices, so hit up that number. It's on every page of the website, and uh, just give us a call, leave us a message, and if it's something that we can use on the show, and you're okay with that, we would love to do that, so... uh uh, all the all the calls are voicemails. You're not going to talk to a real person, so you can uh, tell us anything and everything that you want to. You can be
3: anonymous if you want. Also, and if you really want to, you can call, hang up, and call and hang up and keep doing that because it all goes to Neil's phone. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I didn't suggest that. I'm just saying. It's just what Nobody's if right? Going to do that? What if?
0: I know what'll happen. We have a bunch of responsible listeners. It it does have caller ID, Cormac. So when I see you doing that, (laughs) I'll know it's you.
3: Wait, what was that number again? (laughs) 415
0: 484 8496. All right, guys. So also just a last reminder, um, if you uh, haven't already done so, please leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, That really helps uh, spread the word about the show and and uh, brings it up on the rankings a little bit. So we we really appreciate those. All right. Well, that's a wrap for getting back to reality. Thanks, everybody, for listening and uh, stay subscribed. Thanks. Good night.
3: night.
1: What you get. This is a schedule, this is a set It's unpredictable as you forget every you blow, you can bet I know, I know, I know This is what you get This is a schedule, this is a set It's unpredictable as you forget every you blow, you can bet I know, I know, I know Read back to synapse Write chunks of pages That's us through the rigs of new school and adore the fool and this is what you get This is what you get This is the scandal, this is the set It's so predictable that you forget Get the flow, you can bet I know, I know It's unpredictable as you forget, I can blow you.